<laughs> What's up, y'all? Uh, you already know who it is. It's your girls Doe and Mo here hey. with a brand new and final episode of the season, mm. the Rooted Life Podcast. And in case you didn't know, our brand is all about Jesus, uh, faith, and relationships. Mm-hmm. You can find us on this podcast on IG at Rooted Life podcast and also on the YouVersion Bible app if you're looking for some devotions for your quiet time. Mm -hmm. Right now, like I said, you are tuning in to the season finale of our latest season, season six, The Truth About Your 30s. Mo, how are you feeling about wrapping us on up? Man, it's bittersweet. Mm. I mean, it's been a joy reflecting on our individual growth, collective growth, our progress, like just seeing how God has healed so much of both of our hearts, honestly, and just has been moving so powerfully in our lives and relationships. So it's probably been my favorite. I know every season we're like, this, <laughs> every, this is really my favorite season we've done so far. It just wow. came so easy. Like it didn't feel like Dude. work. I'm like, this is just like flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely my favorite season of day. And I'm also excited to rest because church season about to just mm. goes into a dark place. <laughs> That's going to be nice. Sabbath and Sabbath will be really, up. really nice. So yeah, to, to have some rest before a really busy season at church is really good. So I'm feeling mixed, bittersweet, really. Uh, how you feeling about the season wrapping on up? I mean, I'm just shocked at how it's really flown by. I mean, I know we did some like restructuring internally and kind of like move some things around. You know, we we just did some things so that it didn't feel like such a strenuous thing. And I think those small changes really did make a difference because it has not felt um, just as much of a burden as it does sometimes when you're trying to run a whole business. (laughs) Girl, talk about it. So, uh, yeah, I think the second thing is like we don't really get to connect with the hundreds, sometimes thousands of people that listen. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, is this doing anything? Like, do people care? Are we wasting our time? And it's just nice to see like some comments that I've peeped on like our IG, on Mm -hmm. Reels and different videos that have like, oh yeah, I listened to the last episode and I love hearing this and thanks for reading us on that. So it's just been encouraging to see that like it's doing what we intended it to do really what God intended for it to do which is just to be a blessing to others and so you know just a little plug to just keep saying yes to whatever the Lord wants from you because you don't know the impact of your little yes okay Mm -hmm. that's good girl well we (laughs) covered so many great topics this season from thriving in your calling care character in our last episode thriving in your community where we talked about how our intentions and efforts have shifted in our relationships as we've gotten older, how Mm -hmm. we process losing and gaining new relationships and just all the ways that our relationships have really shaped us into the wonderful, might I say, women Mm. that we are today. Come on. So if y'all haven't checked that episode out, make sure you do. And today we're going to wrap this season up by answering some questions related to our thirties. But before we answer the questions, you know what we got to do. What are we doing? Good old glows, good old grows. Mm. Glows and grows. I'll go first. Hmm. Every time we do this, I'm like, your girl got so much to work on. Just <laughs> the list seems to be endless sometimes. But At least you're not alone. We all do. This is very true. I got to do better when things don't go my way. Mm. I just want things to go my way <laughs> all, the, all time. the time. Yeah, we do. All the time. And when it doesn't, I'll be like, why'd I do it like that? That don't even make no sense. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it just was a different way. Morgan, your way doesn't necessarily, it's not, my way isn't necessarily better. It's just different. But sometimes when people don't do things my way, I'm like, that's dumb. But it's like, no, it's just different, Morgan. Like, watch your mouth. Like, I just want things to go my way in my life, with work, just all the time. I just want things to be my way or the highway. And I'm like, girl, that is no way to live, specifically because I'm not in control. You mm. know, there's like a guy running the whole earth. So maybe I should just wow. let him like do his thing because maybe. I don't really get much of a say so. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah. Got to do better when things don't go my way. And then glow. I just feel like my resiliency is increasing. Like things mm. don't break me as easily as they used to break me. Things don't like, like, you know, I went on a really bad date uh, yeah. recently. That was, uh, 
Mm. One for the books. One for the books. And I took a little night to be disappointed. And I just popped back up. I'm like, you know, we're okay. So I'm like, look at me like, like working through disappointment with God in a healthy way. And just seeing that my resiliency and my trust in God, it's just like growing Mm. because things aren't like breaking my heart or having me, you know, it's, it's taking my bounce back is quicker. That's yes, what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, yes. Bounce back game. There we a go. A little bit quicker. Bounce back. We about to do something there or? There's a song that says that, da na 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 but tonight I bounce back. Big Sean? Yeah. I can't think I of the L. Last night I took an L. But, but tonight, tonight I, I bounce back. back. That's you. <laughs> Look at that. That's just so fitting. I hope you go listen to that and just be I hate like, that song so much. I mean, I don't really care for Big Sean at all. I don't all. think he's that great. I don't think so either. <laughs> I know people don't really not say really that. About him, but it's not. But I'll, yeah, I'll I just, consider the song maybe as a workout warm up song when I'm getting dressed or, mm, not. or not. I think it was just good for that moment. That lyric there. You said go home and listen to it. That so was, I was a trying joke. to. It's Big Sean. That was a joke. I would never. <laughs> Can you imagine me going to my Spotify typing in Big Sean? Big Sean? Like no shade sorry to nobody to who likes him. Yeah, sorry. We just don't think he's that. Great. Apologies. Um. Anyway. Okay. So <laughs> grows and glows over here in this year life. Um. My grow. Mm-hmm. Just remembering to spend some time alone. Like okay. what? What I was reflecting on was like, dang man, when I went to Aruba, I had all this alone time, mm-hmm. and I was like dreaming and vision casting and wow. all these things, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's why like vacation is cool, but like how can I find little pockets of or moments to be able to create that space mm-hmm. here and that's now? Good. Because yeah. I don't have the money to go on another vacation for a week in an island and just mm-hmm. live a beautiful, like quiet, just amazing life. So how are we gonna make sure that we still create that space and time now? So that was a good little reminder for me of like, hey girl, let's just make sure we find a way to create that here so you can still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Glow, just managing my time a little bit better. I feel like I have been procrastinating a, procrastinating really? a lot less oh, than normal. I thought you were say more. No, no, no. That's I, my, like, I thought you've been doing good. Thank you. That's my grow. <laughs> I feel like I have been, I mean my glow, sorry. Glow. That is my glow. Mm-hmm. The way that I'm shining is that I'm not procrastinating as wow. much. Wow. That's huge. That's really big for me. I mean- yeah, so I'm just I'm just getting better about doing things okay. in advance and just being an adult, you know? It's wow. just like stop being a child and waiting until the morning. Stop being childish. Like stop you're a toddler. Like, come on. Mm-mm. You're in your 30s now, baby. You're 30. Grow like up. finish the assignment early. Come on. Grow up and glow up. Just period. <laughs> Love it. Both of those things. <laughs> Everything. Uh, well, moving that was on. Sweet. Well, y'all, uh, like Doe said, this is a season finale somehow. <laughs> I really don't understand how we're here, but wow. I guess we are. We've done our best, y'all, to cover as many topics as we could. Come We've, on. Uh, talked about our character and mm-hmm. our care and our community and our calling. Mm-hmm. So for this season finale, we decided to ask y'all some questions as it relates to us being in our 30s. And we're going to take some time this episode to dive right into them. You ready? Mm-hmm. All righty. First question, girl, if you could go back and change anything in your 20s, mm. would you? If so, what would you change? Mm. Like that dramatic, what would you change? That, that was nice. Thank you. That was nice. I tried. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. Honestly, there's like not really a lot of things that I would change. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, would I change something? I think yes. Actually, I don't know. As now really? that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, would I change that though? Hmm. You know what it is? Okay, this is like a little bit of a sidebar, but mm, follow we're me. We're here. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> what I think it is, is that sometimes when you're so far removed from something 
that wasn't the greatest decision, sometimes you hold on to the better parts of that thing and you mm. kind of forget the ways that it like hurt or harmed trash. you. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, yeah, but it was like, so maybe I'm just so far removed that I forget. And once I explain the situation to y'all, y'all would get it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just so far removed that I'm like, but I got to do all of these fun things. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it was trash. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Tell the situation the that comes to mind for me, long story. Um, but basically <laughs> I moved to LA. And I like accepted this job that was like kind of a contract role. There was a lot of ambiguity. It was like a startup, Mm -hmm. just a bunch of like clear red flags from the get go. But because of my like impatience and pride, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to be great. And I was really trying to like put a slap in the face in my last job. So it just was like I was doing too much. And I accepted this job. I move out to L.A., Long story short, y'all, I'm like in thousands of dollars worth of debt because I was not getting paid. I, w- mm-hmm. I had been verbally promised I would get paid on the back end, like at the end of the month. Never got paid. So basically worked for free for six weeks. Never got paid. Paid for everything on my credit card in L.A., including mm-hmm. like housing, food, all the things. And ended up getting an email one day that from the CEO. Hey, the company's closed. Sorry. And that was basically Mm -mm. it. Never got paid. Mm -mm. Like, literally, it was just the worst. And so I moved back to Atlanta. And it was, of course, terrible. Now, paralleling that experience, I was living in L.A. So Mm. I, like, just had a really cool experience. I got to go to the beach all the time. Mm. I hung out with a lot of friends who were also living in L.A. I got to go to Disneyland for free on Mm. a VIP pass. It was bomb. So there were, like, some things that were, like, this was actually kind of cool at the same time. But yeah, I probably would change that because it did not go well. <clears throat> and can I just say, go ahead, that probably moving in it because you learned your lesson of the danger of moving prematurely mm-hmm. when you were when you had to go back home and wait for that long season. Like you had a lesson that was like, let me actually wait on God. That's this. good. Like, yeah, maybe you didn't like. OK, I think also when it comes to like changing things, it's like you recognize that there was value in it that helped you for the next Correct. lesson. So it's like when it was time for you to wait for this next move, you waited for the right job. I and sure then you did. got the right job. I did. And moved when you actually had, you know, a paycheck. That's fact. <laughs> With a reputable organization. See, and that's what goes back to what I was saying in yeah. the beginning. Would I change it? Right. Because it's kind of a crucial part of the story. Had that Ugh. not happened, would I have had as much wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. in coming to DC? Would which you even was be here? Crucial. No, I actually probably wouldn't. I would be in New York and who knows where that would have gone. Wait, why would you be in New York? Because that's the job that was open at the time. Oh, you would have moved. Or I would have moved back to L.A. I turned down a job because I was trying to be like patient and follow Mm. the Lord's voice. So I turned down a job in L.A. Now, the New York job ghosted me, but I might have tried to like reach. But when they ghosted me, I just accepted it. But had I not had that lesson, I might have tried to reach mm. back out and open the door again. And true, just true. so many things. So, you know what? I wouldn't change it. Okay. But that is just a situation that stands out as like, that wasn't the greatest. Oh. <laughs> not with the finger. That, wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the greatest. Okay. What about you? Ooh, that was a story. Um, I know God works everything out for our good. I know there's purpose. There's meaning. Yeah, of course. But there's still some things where I want to pop myself my, pop myself upside the head and be like child Ooh. this was just ghetto ghetto don't do it well first one's not that ghetto it's actually a great thing yeah. therapy i just wish i had started therapy that's early. nice so yeah. it probably went pretty early on yeah like 12 sure probably uh so but i know that honestly like i probably started going to therapy when i was ready to actually go so even if i had gone sure. early i might not have been ready to like 
my therapist said some really hard things to me that I was like, I, one time I was like, I don't even want to be here. She was like, you do. And I was like, how you know? She was like, because you pay me to be here. So I know you want to uh, be here. Not her reading you. Girl, get off my computer. She read me. So, girl, it was in person. Oh, I'm this leaving. before virtual stuff, baby. I'm leaving. I'd just be sitting on that couch pouting. I wouldn't be saying nothing. She was like, so do you want to talk? I'm like, about what? <laughs> girl. Whoa, you were a terrible patient. I was <laughs> it just took her so long for me to be like, okay, like I guess I'll share all my deepest, darkest secrets. So I think... You know, I do wish I went earlier. And on the one, on the other hand, I know that I went when I was actually ready to receive and start sure. to do the healing work that I really needed to do. So mm-hmm. if I could have gone back earlier, that have been cool. But, you know, probably would have saved me a lot of pain, mm-hmm. a lot of heartbreak. Number two, biggest regret of my life. <laughs> Yikes. Let's Tight. get into it. Oh, makes me so uncomfortable. I was actually married very briefly. For what? A little bit under. D- d- don't do that. You was there, child. Not there, there, but you know about it. Uh, I was there. I was married for <laughs> I was a there year. We were married. <laughs> Bad joke when you're like, you were there. I'm like, yes, because we were married. We were. <laughs> God, stop. <laughs> People don't think we together. We're not together. Oh, my God. Anyways, she was aware. Um, I wish to God I did not get married. I don't know yeah. how to say that any differently. You know, you're like, I know this had a purpose. No, baby, that was a that big. Was... No, no. Big <sighs> mistake. Biggest mistake of my life. Mm. I can't. I can't express that more. Mm. Uh, adamantly mm. um just super toxic and emotionally abusive and wasn't what god had for me and i just did my own thing was like i can figure it out on my own so i wish i had seen the warning signs earlier maybe mm. I had healthy community or any literally anything if i had done just the opposite of anything i had done i probably would have been <laughs> the opposite of anything <laughs> just the opposite so mm. uh a lot of decision that decision was rooted in a lot of pain and trauma so yeah, yeah. would love to go back and run that play again and do a whole different route bruh <laughs> literally when you said marriage i was like what are you talking about girl your memory be so annoying well no what it is is that the brain i I literally was thinking this the brain like chooses the memories that it wants to keep and that it wants to release and i think i just no that it's like scientifically proven that how the brain like sorts memories and whatnot look it up i'm telling you i will google i'm so serious i've read it before Mm -hmm. because she's a reader reading She done read I one, read it. one Instagram post. I likely now she a saw it on Instagram. No, no, no. On the explore I was page. Say, I likely saw it on YouTube somewhere. Okay. But it is a thing about how our brain does that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say, Anyways, legit forgot. Of and, course you did. But glad to see how God used it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sorry, God. I know you're faithful and you're good. I just don't. Not a big fan of that storyline. We're going to move is on quickly. Okay. Let's rapidly run to the yeah, next question. Let's go. Second question. Yeah, let's um, it. So how do you forgive yourself for some mm. of those mistakes and bad oh, decisions cute. of the 20s? Um, I think it's very tempting to give that very religious answer that's like, just know that everything works out and, you know, God is like those things are true. But I think it just completely ignores the real shame and guilt that many of us carry. And I think so many times when we mm. go to people with our mistakes, people come to us with superficial like like um, sayings, you know, to try mm-hmm. to make us feel that's just like this has no value or weight and you're disregarding my real, very real pain. Like you can't gloss over pain. Like put a scripture on top of the pain. I'm like, you can reference the scripture for healing and hope, but that's not going to make the pain go away. Mm-hmm. And I think a few things come to mind. Like one, like recognizing that God's grace is truly sufficient yeah. and available and believe that his love for you is like unconditional. I remember I was studying one time and God, I feel like God revealed to me like his love has never been interrupted for me. It's mm. never paused. It's never stopped. It's never been in question. It has never been anything but constant from the beginning of time to the end. Like it has always been, mm. it's never been interrupted. And I'm like, dang God, you really love me. So I think that's important. And also just like give yourself time and space to reflect. 
Mm. Whether that's like journaling, processing with God, going to therapy, mentoring our little prayer fight club. So like engage in spaces where you can just like let your thoughts kind of pour out mm-hmm. without trying to like make it feel all polished and pretty. Um, and then work after you process it, I would say like take time to understand why. Um, Pastor Ben always says, or he said before, which I thought was really great, the shame impedes your ability to be strategic. Mm. Like shame doesn't help you think about a, a better next step. So yeah. try to be like a gentle outside observer without judgment of like, okay, I did this thing. Okay, why did I do that? And also recognizing like, yeah, we're sinful, but we're also like very logical creatures and we're always working to meet our own needs. Like mm. God created us like in the way we're like, I'm always meaning to working to meet my physical needs of like food and rest, but also like I'm always working to meet my emotional needs. And sometimes we go to unhealthy places to fulfill very real needs. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with the need, but we also, we often just go to the wrong place to fulfill that need That's and recognizing good. that. And then like, just try to talk to like I, sometimes I talk to myself, like I would talk to you. I'm like, okay, you're talking to Dorian right now. Mm. How would you talk to her? Like, how would you support her to this? And just reminding myself that. And I think the last thing that has been big for me in this season is like not falling into a negative snowball. It's like mm. you have one negative thought about yourself and then you're like, and then this other thing I did. And, th- and now you're like now in I'm trash. avalanche of like this huge snowball of all these mistakes you've ever made. And you're like, I just, I'm a horrible human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you make a bad decision, the temptation there is to equate your behavior to your worth because I did this thing, then I must not be, mm-hmm. or because I messed up, then I'm not worthy. And it's like, those things are not equal. Your behavior does not equate your worth. God says that you're worthy, you're called, you're chosen. Like that's who you are and your behavior can't impact who God has already said that you are. Mm. Those things are really good. Mel. Yeah, that was that was 11 years of knowledge. So I hope it blessed somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty much covered it all. The only thing I would add is thinking about my own personal experiences, mm-hmm. just asking God to help me find the lesson in it. Mm. Like I never considered asking the one who mm, that's good orchestrated allowed permitted this thing mm-hmm. in my life to help me reconcile it and to take something from it. Yeah, um, whether it was like. A positive experience, a traumatic experience, just like helping me to see something in it that I yeah. can like take and hold on to. Right. Um, but just taking the time to just ask about it because there's value in everything, even if we don't see it. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes we just need literally like the Holy Spirit's insight to be like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, that's what was really going on there. Yeah. And um, I think sometimes the yeah. shame will make you try to like Adam and Eve run from God. But it's like, go to yeah, him with that. Shame. Like, I feel really crappy about this guy. Like, mm-hmm. help me work through this. But I think that the enemy would love nothing more than for us to hide and shame away from the one who's offering us love. Yep. And the only one who can actually empower us through his spirit to do better. Yep. Yeah. But I think that that's the, the danger of shame. There's so many issues with it. But yeah, yeah. that's good. OK, girl. Are we on question number three? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. a typo? Nope. We all three. Okay. This is quick. Let's keep going. Um, what advice do you have for someone entering their thirties and feeling just discontent with the mm. direction of their life? Yeah. Good mm. question. Good question. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, my advice is more about like how to go through that season. Okay. And it's probably something that I don't think really any of us ever want to hear, Mm-mm. but it's like, you got to find a way to be content Gross. <laughs> because yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting <laughs> advice. I hate it. I mean, who thought of it? I don't know, but it's like, if you're waiting on a specific milestone, something mm. specific in your life, marriage or a specific job or getting this this like title or this mm-hmm. value, whatever the thing is, like if that thing is equated to when you can finally have joy, have mm. peace, feel like, OK, now my life begins, then you may be waiting a while. Because like, Mm. what if that thing never happens? So then what do you do? And I would just hate for any of us to kind of look up and 
our lives and and we've just been unhappy and bitter and resentful because God chose to move in different ways than what we were expecting. Right. And I just want to add, would God be a good father to give us something that's just going to be an idol? Mm. If it's already an idol in your heart, like if your joy and hope and peace is tied to something other than God, it's an idol. So would he really be a good shepherd of your heart to give you something that's going to draw you further away from him? Nope. No. Why would he do that? He would not be called the good shepherd. He'd be called the terrible shepherd. So that just doesn't quite go with his identity, folks. Um, Mm. But I mean, I think this is like not a crowd pleasing answer, but Mm -hmm. um, I do think it's one that is is actually helpful and it's it's about asking God to reveal to you the things that you can hold on to like all right if my job is trash well do I have community if my community is trash has he blessed me with a job where I get to make impact and lead people Mm -hmm. and influence them in a specific way if all of those things suck then what is it like (laughs) like you gotta look for something um to hold on to because it's like Otherwise, your lack of whatever the thing is will literally break you. It will. You won't keep going. You won't move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think lastly, um, Pastor Ben had once talked about how like if if that part is difficult, finding something to hold on to, because I recognize sometimes there are seasons where it's like I I don't have anything. I can't find anything. Mm -hmm. I remember once Pastor Ben talking about like when we take a take the opportunity to focus less on ourselves and more on others, it helps to put our life into perspective. Mm, and so if you can't find a single thing to celebrate, to lean on to for peace or for joy, then take the focus off of yourself and just look for ways that you can begin to be a servant to others. Mm. Um, and that wow. in itself might help to kind of shift your perspective or those feelings of discontentment with your direction of life. <laughs> That was just so good. I'm just kind of soaking it all in. Receiving it, receiving it. It's received. Thank you. Mm. Um, I think I would just add that it's normal. Mm. I think sometimes you could be discontent and think something's wrong with you. But I think that's like a normal human experience. But Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of us are taught to believe that our lives have to have this like linear path. College, job, love of your life, marriage, kids, work, retirement. Mm -hmm. And for so many people, particularly millennials, that's not the case. Like everyone's not going to have that path. Some of us might have pieces of that path, but I think sometimes the discontentment comes because you have expectations about Mm. your life that God never told you to have. Like society told you to have expectations that these things are going to happen, but no one else told you that. So you walk into your life or your thirties thinking like, I'm supposed to be here. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, who told you that? Mm -hmm. Nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody. So I think it's just helpful to think about that and recognize that your path may look different. Um, but also just know that God is ordering your, ordering your steps. Yeah. Um, I also just add something that, um, pastor Darius talks about Darius Daniels talks about holy discontentment. And that was the first time I thought about discontentment in a positive way, but like discontentment can be a blessing, which Mm -hmm. is so hard to hear when you're in it. You're like, that's the last thing. (laughs) This was like a burden. Like I hate this, Mm -hmm. but he talks about holy discontentment in the way that God will stir up things that are, he will stir those things up for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just think that like in my own life, I think about all the things that had me discontent. I'm like, those are things that led to necessary shifts and changes in my heart and things that God helped me um, be a part of being a solution. Like even in Mm -hmm. our church, I had so much feedback, like we're never in the community. We never give, we, all this stuff, all this holy discontentment. I think God was stirring up in me. So then when they're like, actually, we want you to be the solution. I was like, oh, okay. That actually, uh, Mm -hmm. that adds up. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of change I just think that um, discontentment helps us. It can help lead to change that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, 
I got lost, but we'll just say that's it for that one. Yeah. Um, and I think often we think discontentment is the problem, but it's our response to that. Like, it's okay to feel like this ain't really adding up, mm. but it's really like, what's your response to things not adding up? Are you, like you said, are you looking for the good? Are you looking for God's faithfulness? But we end up getting so frustrated and annoyed that we actually lack strategy to solve what's going on. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I just came out of a huge season of discontentment for like six months. It felt like five years. But first for me, what was helpful is just identifying why I'm discontent. Is it an unmet expectation from God? Am I disappointed with God? Most of my discontentment comes from God, honestly, because I'm like, you ain't moved like I thought. Mm-hmm. You didn't do da 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 You know, um, is it rooted in wanting a more fulfilling job? Like, I think it's really important to identify what's the root and heart of the discontentment first and bring it to God and trust the community. Like, what are you really upset about? Mm. You might say like, well, my boss is annoying. Is it really that? Or is it because you think you should be the boss? You know, like (laughs) what's the real, often I feel like discontentment is masked. It's like get deeper and figure out what's really making you upset. And that takes a lot of work to do because usually with discontentment, we're pointing the finger at everybody else, but never take the time to be like, okay, now what's my role in this? And like, Mm. what is the real issue? And how am I part of like the problem that I feel like I'm voicing about everybody else? Um, And then I think you spend some time trying to explore like, okay, if this thing is not what I desire, this is an unmet expectation. Then what do I, what do I desire? What do I want? Let me bring Mm. that to God. And then I think the last thing, which is really crucial is like identifying why you want the things that you want. Because if it's rooted in insecurity or dysfunction or it's an idol in your heart, you're going to end up being discontent. Like I would hate to want marriage for however many years I've wanted it. It'd be Mm -hmm. an idol and I get it. And it's a huge disappointment because it's an idol. Like I'm trying to go to it to fulfill something. It truly was not designed to fulfill, you know, like God can only fulfill the deepest longings in my heart. So I think it's just important to do that work. And then, like you said, like you got to find contentment here, baby. Because if you can't find, like, one thing I was thinking about this morning is, like, with the Holy Spirit, I have everything I need mm-hmm. in this season. So if I don't walk in, 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 if I don't believe that and walk in that now, whenever I get whatever I think I want, I want to have it. Because if he's not, a, if the Holy Spirit is not enough for me, you think a marriage is going to be enough for me? Right. If the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead is not enough to bring me peace in this season, you think kids going to bring me peace? You think a job going to bring me joy? Like, if he ain't enough, none of this is ever going to be enough. It'll right. just fail me over and over, and I'm going to be more disappointed. So... You got to figure out how to find that that contentment and joy and peace in this season and believe that he really is enough and allow him to be enough. Mm. Wow. Okay. So that last season feels less of a waste now that I got to share that little bit of knowledge. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I love that. I kind of snapped. Let me come back. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. That, I think you were preaching. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, well, well. Wow. The final question. The final countdown. I got lost. I didn't know it. I don't even know this beat. I'm making it up. You've never heard that? It's like a rocky. I do, but I'm like making up my own version. I was just playing the drums there and I was like, it sounded good. I thought it was pretty good. Sounded great. Um, okay. So the last question oh, of the episode wow. and season and the season. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The last question ever. Oh, yeah. Um, so as both of your lives continue to change and look differently, how have you all remained close <clears throat> and how will you as this next decade? Oh, how will you? I'm sorry. Um, let me just read that again. Yeah, as both over. of your lives continue to change and look differently, how have you all remained close and how will you, as this next decade brings new jobs, perhaps spouses, perhaps kids, etc. <laughs> Who knows what other things that this next decade might bring? Morgan, 
Over to you. I'd like to kick it back to my co-host, no, no, Dorian. No, no. We're uh, we're live with Dorian here. Go ahead, Dorian, <laughs> take it away. Yes, everyone, and we're actually live with Morgan. So Morgan, <laughs> go ahead and respond. Um, this is really hard. We're working through this now. <clears throat> Very painful. Mm. Um, we talked about this before, but it's just like once you have a rhythm with someone, you're like, man, this is good. I don't it's really want to change it up. Like, nope. let's just and you. We kind of talked about this last episode. You operate over the assumption that it's always going to be the way it is. I don't know mm-hmm. why we think that. No one told us that. But we think know. the job will always feel like this. Like It's like something I've been trying to remind myself of is that emotions are temporary. So mm-hmm. even this emotion will pass. Like, But the emotion will make you feel like it'll always feel this. Jeez, yes. And it, it's like such a deceptive thing. And I'm like, no, everything changes. So it's really hard. And our friendship isn't exempt from that. Like we've been, we had a dinner last night talking about like things feel different. What mm. do we do about it? I love you. I love you too. How do we like, I don't know, girl. I don't know. So we ain't got no answer because we still trying to figure it out. But maybe the next season we'll have an answer for y'all. But I just guess I'm saying that no one's relationship is exempt from the changes mm. of life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No one, no matter how good it is, a marriage, a working relationship, a friendship, like no one's exempt for that. Um, I think one of my fears that I had to be honest with myself is like, my fear is like, what if our friendship can't withstand the next iteration, mm. this next version of it? Um, what if we can't find a new rhythm? And so when that fear comes up, I'll be like, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Like, I'll be like, no, I'm not entertaining that because I'm about to cry. What? Oh, God. Here <laughs> she goes. Not you looking with at me like tears. Because like, I love you. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, because I love <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> you look over in judgment. <laughs> no, I'm just like, you look okay? shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I was over because so I was fast. looking at the computer. I was not expecting that. I didn't hear it in your voice either. It's I'm like, like the laughing, y'all. The laughing pushed the tears back. <laughs> pushed them back. Oh, y'all, we having a real friend. Are. It's, it's just like when that lie comes up, I just have to remind myself like that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's fear based, and I'm not gonna operate in that. Like, yeah. this is what I know to be true. I know that Dorian loves me. Mm-hmm. I know that I have, I love her, and I know that we have gone through so many iterations, and we have only gotten stronger with time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that as long as we continue to both put the effort. Um, forward and keep the lines of communication like we're gonna find a way that's Absolutely. one thing about you and me we gonna find a way yeah. so I think that you have to call out the lie when the lie comes up um, and then I think just having a conversation like you brought up last night like hey things feel different and it's awkward and it's weird to talk about it but I think just mm-hmm. being willing to have the hard conversations um, and then being being open to the change even if it's something you don't want like you got to be open I think something I've been learning is that um Resistance to change results in death mm-hmm. in every area. When you're resistant to growing emotionally, resistant to your relationships, growing resistance to any kind of change, like it ends in death um, in terms of like how you're growing and your ability to really receive what's for you. So I think you got to be willing to let go of what was to receive what is and accept what could be. Mm. Mm. That is it. Mm. 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 we sound like old people just mm, 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 all over the podcast yeah i mean it is hard and it's yeah. much harder than i expected it to be yeah. um and to your point i just assume that with proximity that everything will be fine but we know from like our friendship podcast mm-hmm. even like proximity isn't enough to mm. sustain a relationship Not an old word reading us today that's crazy <laughs> i just remembered that <laughs> um but i guess like the thing that feels different is like, wait, this is foreign territory. And mm-hmm. that's where the fear comes in. Yeah. It's like when something feels like, oh, I've experienced this before. I know how this goes. Then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, this is what we do. We switch this up. We do this. Mm-hmm. We blah, blah, blah. We're back. And it's like, oh, wait, no, we actually haven't been here. Like we haven't been friends in our 30s. Mm-hmm. We haven't been friends that like 
are thinking about trajectories of our lives and how those might split off and not mm. being in the same city. And like, we haven't yeah. faced any of this yeah. and it feels very scary. Um, but you know, it's all a part of the journey. So I agree with you. It's about reminding yourself that it is okay. That, um, you know, it's not, it's not, we're not the first friendship that this has ever happened mm, to, which true. I think gives me a little bit of peace of mind. It's like, you know, we're experiencing it together for the first time, but mm-hmm. friendships last, you know, they, they sustain and, and we'll find our way. Mm-hmm. I think my advice to us and to others in similar seasons is just like, keep reaching toward each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, good. that's what true love does. Even if either of us are offended or confused or disappointed or hurt, mm-hmm. like we still reach toward each other. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that the Lord does for us mm-hmm. essentially. And that's it's good. like, that's what, um, that true love is rooted in this idea of like, I don't want you to ever feel like the door is not open mm-hmm. and vice versa. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's all the other person needs is yep. when they are pulling back and you're like, Hey, I see you pulling back. Like just want you to know I'm here. What mm-hmm. do you need? Um, and just continuing to like want to establish and keep that closeness and intimacy. Mm. Um, so don't stop reaching. I mean, even, even when it's hard mm-hmm. and I know sometimes like our emotions get in the way. We're like, well, they ain't called me. I ain't going to call them, but it's like, <laughs> let's not be that person, you right. know, like, and the thing about it, it, that's so cool. is like, if you look at two people, if their backs are turned towards each other, if both of them want to turn around, then it's like you're back. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, there's this aspect of as long as one is always reaching for the other, mm, but if good. you both have that mindset, then you're always reaching toward one another. One's mm-hmm. not going to let the other kind of drift off. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know where we're going and we don't have it figured Mm-mm. out, but I know that we will, like, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Yeah. We um, will. whatever fine looks like in whatever season, but I know that as long as we keep reaching towards each other, that like, you know, we'll be with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be willing to fight for what you love. It's so easy to be like, well, I guess kind of what you were saying last episode, well, I'll just throw in a towel. Like we seeing things differently and it's like, no fight for what you love. Yeah. Like if you love it, like you just, you keep working at it. You keep having our conversations. You bring it to God. Like you don't. You don't give up on it. And I yeah. think it's a temptation when it's hard to just resist the conflict Absolutely. and just withdraw. And it's like, but if you love that, that's worth you fighting for that friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's worth it. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, that came out of last night when we were at dinner is just like, what is like the simple step that you can take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, good. it's like when we were talking, we were like, well, it don't really feel like we talk on the phone anymore. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we just need to resolve like hey we're gonna make an effort to call each other more mm-hmm. so it's also like from a practical standpoint yeah, that's what good. is like one little small step that you can take that doesn't yeah. feel overwhelming doesn't feel like it has to rest on anyone's shoulders mm-hmm. but just identify something practical that you can do to reach toward each other yeah well mm. that ended up being heavier than i intended dang now <laughs> that's who, getting a word wonder who submitted these questions mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we're at the end of this episode, the season. Mm. I'm sad, actually. Yeah, me too. But as we wrap it up, though, as you kind of think about this whole season, how, as we talk to people all about how we're learning to thrive in our calling, our care, our character, our community, um, we learned some things in our 20s and we're in our 30s. Like, what's one final piece of advice you want to leave with the people for this whole season? Mm, final piece of advice. Look here, guys. Growth hurts, <laughs> but here. through it, we heal. That's my my final Ooh, piece of advice. Good. You know, it's it's really like, as I thought about this last decade, lots of growing pains, <laughs> lots so of growing many. pains. So but many. the thing that is so cool is how much more healed and whole I see myself being on the other side of mm. those mistakes and the other side of those changes. 
And it's like, if God is calling you to grow in any area, you're calling your care, your character, your community. I know that it's scary, but like the thing that you can hold on to is like, as I keep going, there is healing that awaits me on the other side. Mm. And that right there, I mean, for me, just the promise of healing Mm -hmm. and being better is just like, oh, I do not want to do this. (laughs) But I know if I can get through it, it's going to be better on the Mm -hmm. other side. So just keep pushing. Mm. I think for me, just, and it's something that I feel like you've been coming back to this whole season, just like remain open-handed. And that's such like Mm. a cliche Christian thing, but I think kind of what I was saying before, like resistance leads to death. And I think of so many opportunities that God placed in front of me to walk through resistance, to experience healing and growth that I was so resistant that I just, I think I missed out on a lot of opportunities, even in relationships. I'm like, there was resistance, so I run away. So a friendship ended. I'm like, man, we probably could have figured that out. So Mm -hmm. just remaining open-handed and being, I think open-handed also means like, I'm not holding too tight to anything. Like I'm, I'm allowing him to move. I'm allowing him to have, um, control over what my life looks like mm-hmm. um, and be willing to accept, you know, what things were, what they could be um, and be open to receiving all the good things he has for me. Mm. Ah, so good. Uh, what a tender episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really did love answering these questions and yeah. recording this season with you. And I'm just grateful that God gave us this platform, yes. this friendship, all the things. So many things. Um, yeah been beautiful that's been great girl well y'all we love you we'd love to hear how this season landed for y'all so dm us like it really blesses us to hear how this is landing for folks so feel free to dm us share it with a friend tag us and if you haven't already go ahead and since the season's wrapping do one thing for us if this season has blessed you go apple Podcasts, leave us a review rate us five stars love it and shout out to at dash 13l who is a personal friend of mine thanks daphne who shared the listening to us is like hanging out with two cool friends with laughs and wisdom Mm. all right y'all thanks for joining us for season six the truth about your 30s we hope you enjoyed it and to be honest who knows what's next for the rooted Mm -hmm. life but y'all just stay tuned till next time stay rooted